How often do you look for treasure in life scars? In what ways can we look after our mental and emotional health? And who are you having open and honest conversations with? Hello everybody and welcome to the Kintsugi Hope podcast. My name is Jess. It's great to have you with us today. I'm joined by um, a colleague but also a good friend, Lynette Brooks. Lynette, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Thanks, Jess. Yeah, as you've just said, my name's Lynette, Lynette Brooks, and I'm part of the Kintsugi Hope team, which is an absolute delight, and I've been part of the team for about eight, nine months now. Um, Before that, going way back, um, I trained as a nurse and then trained as a health visitor and then went to Bible school overseas and then worked in a Bible school in Jamaica, actually, Um, and then... um, Came back to the UK and started to work with an organisation called CWR, who is now Waverley Abbey Trust, and worked with them in terms of publishing and course development and delivery. And whilst they're also uh, trained to be a counsellor, so um, quite a varied background, but people have always been at the heart of what I've done. Um, and now I'm delighted to be part of the amazing team at Kintsugi Hope. Amazing. Wow, you've had a very varied career. Um, and it sounds like you've met a lot of people. Um, and you're, you're training as a counsellor as well. Did you mention that? Yes. Yeah, I yeah so. that's amazing. Um, so Lynette, today we're going to talk about um, anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, a- anger is one of those like weird emotions, isn't it? Because it kind of... Mm-hmm kind of creeps up on you um some people might experience anger once or twice in their life like some people have you know quite a lot of anger that kind of is is there all the time in your opinion um what is anger how would you like summarize it well that's a big question (laughs) Um, because yeah I think like with all emotions Jess sometimes we label them positive and sometimes we label them negative emotions and sometimes we don't even recognize them or can give them a name so I think when it comes to anger a lot of us don't like to acknowledge that we're angry but if you think about it as a range of emotions actually it can kind of fall into a group of anything from Mild irritation, which we might all acknowledge every day we face for all sorts of reasons, right through to frustration um, and then full-blown anger. Um, But what is it? Well, it is often actually um, a result of either being hurt or being wounded or being stopped in doing something that we really want to do. Um, So if you look at it as almost like a goal, sometimes, um, even if it's, I want to go out to the shops, um, but my child throws a wobbly and I can't go out, Mm -hmm. something has stopped me doing what I want to do. So I think that might cause irritation, it might cause frustration, but depending on what else is going on inside me and what I'm thinking and telling myself, then actually it could be full-blown anger that comes out. And at that point, it would be, why why has this provoked such a strong reaction? Um, And it's not always negative. I think we see anger as 
often being a negative, bad thing. But sometimes, I don't know, maybe we should see it as a gift in a way that we shouldn't ignore and say, what's it actually for? Mm. Really strong emotion telling me, um, what do I do about it? That's brilliant. And I think at Kintsugi in the groups, we talk about how anger is an emotional response to pain. Um, like and like you said it's um, can be like a blocked goal like you've just said and I think when I heard that I was like oh wow like that's so interesting because we've all been through pain um, and one of the one of the things that we can feel after a loss or um, disappointment is actually that sense of just feeling so frustrated and like we just want to scream into a pillow but it's interesting isn't it because anger can also be something that's not shouting and screaming it can be how 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 when you get angry how does it how does it come across with you um gosh I would let out a giant (laughs) (laughs) and um then not that I am perfectly in tune with my emotions whatsoever. So I'm not heralding myself as being, I never get angry. But um, when you sort of have read about what causes anger and what's really going on inside, I think I do my best to just do that stepping back. I mean, when you hit your thumb with a hammer or you bang your head on a shelf, You don't want to read, well, the definition in the Oxford Dictionary of angry is actually, you know, that um, it's a strong feeling of displeasure. So where is this displeasure coming from? You want to let it out and you want to go, that really hurt. And I think that's really helpful when it comes to what do I do when I get angry? Yes, I might might seethe inside or I might just go... Um, but then at some point, it's really helpful for me and for whoever or whatever has um, initiated that really strong feeling inside me is to say, what's going on? Is it that emotional response to pain? Mm. Am I mildly irritated? Am I deeply hurt? And so I think once we can step back, you know, that old adage of count to 10, um that yeah. can really still help when it comes to monitoring our own feelings really mm. like okay my initial reaction I am gonna I am gonna let it out and that's okay um but then it's okay so what's making me angry why is there a goal or something I really want to achieve that is being stopped or thwarted or blocked or has it poked a bruise um, that is there from the past that you know I was totally downtrodden once and really lost my self-respect and um, you know really felt worthless and then someone says something that makes me that makes that emotion rise up again and it's like oh you've poked that bruise and that's actually really made me angry because you've you've made this rise up inside me again. So I think it's really helpful if we can find ways to just say, 
why what what's really going on for me in the heat of the moment that's really really hard to do um but so we need to find a way of dealing with that in the heat of the moment but also I think it's really helpful if we do battle with feeling angry quite a lot of time is to say why and what's really going on Mm. and I guess like undealt with anger can actually like you're you're right it can lead to bruises that can come up at unpredictable times in the in the future what else can happen like internally for us if we don't process anger and we don't because it's sometimes too painful to ask why did that make me angry in the moment so like you said sometimes having some time away from the situation having some time to process and then going hmm why did that make me angry I guess what can what can happen when we don't allow ourselves that space um I think it it stays buried um I think you can't bury a live emotion you can't just shove it down so far that we expect it to just die and go away I think there's been quite a bit of research that proves that there's some physical damage actually that can happen when we withhold anger because it makes us tense it Mm. creates stress and all of those things that come from tension and stress physically to our bodies actually can be quite harmful to us Um, so that can happen if we don't acknowledge it and I think as well it's a case of just saying can I can I name what's really going on? Because I think you said earlier, Jess, about um, it's, you know, it's a, it can be a response to pain. So can I think what's really going on? Am I disappointed? Am I sad? Um, am I feeling worthless? You know, what's actually going on inside? But I think if we don't acknowledge it, you almost you could you could almost see yourself as this sort of iceberg, if you like. And what's going on up here is me day to day, you know, trucking along through life. Um, but underneath that that surface level of the, where my head is, the tip of the iceberg, there's so much going on underneath. Um, and the more all of us can actually say what's going on underneath. And sometimes it's as simple as I just need to take 10 minutes out here and relax. You know, sometimes dealing with anger involves relaxation techniques or going for a walk and removing myself from the situation. But um, any kind of emotion that is quite intense, any intense feeling really deserves some attention. Um, So at some point, not always in the heat of the moment, but at some point it's really good to say what's going on underneath here. Mm. And I get that relies on having a safe space, doesn't it? To either alone um, or having someone, a partner or a friend or somebody else that you trust to be able to go, this really caused me pain. Um and I guess some things make us angry in a fleeting moment, like somebody cuts us up in the car and we don't necessarily need to process that. We can understand that person cut me up and it made me angry and now I'm over it five seconds later. Um, but other things are more painful and actually deserve that processing space. Um, 
how can we facilitate a space for somebody to process any kind of pain I guess what does that look like well you mentioned it I think Jess you said a safe space which we don't all have um and I think that comes back in measure um and I hope it's going to still answer your question is to the fact that if if any emotion from irritation right through to anger is um is a result of not getting what we want for some reason mm. when you boil it down to what do we all want and we don't always recognize it we don't acknowledge it and we don't know it but I would say the three things that we all actually want are to feel loved um to feel valued and to feel that we've got some purpose or some significance in life mm. if any one of those three things we're not getting whether that's through our faith or whether that's through a relationship with somebody, um, then actually we're going to be looking for other ways to have those feelings, those needs for either safety or love or value met. Um, So at that point, it's where do I find one or all of those things? Some people might find it in nature by going for a walk. Some people might find it in their relationship in the spiritual realm, their relationship with God. Um, Others may find it in a friendship. And I would say that if you're not finding that in any way whatsoever, then there's going to be ramifications for how we live our lives in terms of how we monitor positive and negative emotions um, and the whole range in between, really. Mm. I was just reflecting on how um, kids, young children, they're very honest with their emotions, aren't they? Because they don't have that filter. (laughs) They're not, they, you know, they feel angry and they let it out in a scream or a shout or a, no that's not fair and we we get to a point where we we stop doing that we stop being so vocal with the things that disappoint us and hurt us and um you know obviously um children feel things you don't don't necessarily have the experience and the um you know the worldview that obviously an adult does and you know understanding that um Sometimes you can't just get everything you want. But I think that's so interesting because we we forget to be so vocal with how we feel. And that's across the board, whether it's anger or whether it's sadness or whether it's joy. Um, we and like I guess there's something to be said for uh, taking an example from children, I guess, and being like, yeah, like, you know, we might not shout and scream like a child would, but actually going, that actually made me really frustrated. And I want to talk about that. And um, I think that's so good. Um, how? Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Um, 
And, you know, there probably are times when as adults, we we feel that joy and we want to just skip down the street like a little kid would if you say, let's go and get some sweets or go and get an ice cream. And it's like, yay, that joy. And it's expressed outwardly. Or if someone pinches their toy or does whatever or says, no, you can't get that in a shop. And there's a full blown tantrum. And I think you've touched on something really important there, Jess, because it's what we tell ourselves as we start to grow up and become independent and supposed grown-ups, um, <laughs> what we tell ourselves about expressing those emotions that has a massive impact on how we do it. And it also has a massive impact on what we think about ourselves and other people. So, you know, if, if when you got angry as a kid, you were told that's naughty, stop it, you mustn't behave like that, that will start to feed into what you tell yourself as an adult about feelings that result in anger. Whereas if you are soothed by a parent to say that must have been really sad or that must have hurt you or you must be disappointed, you know, let me give you a cuddle and let's just talk about it. If that's the approach of expressing such an intense feeling such as anger, then we tell ourselves something very different as we grow up and have to manage those feelings mostly on our own a lot of the time and evaluate those feelings and either allow ourselves to feel them, yeah. don't. Um, but as I think we've already touched on a little bit, it, they bubble away inside us, whether we name them and acknowledge them or not really. And sometimes it can almost be a bit more acceptable to us to get angry and to feel angry because we feel justified in that anger and it's, you know, it is unfair. But actually, sometimes it's easier as a grown-up to say I'm angry as opposed to saying I'm really hurt really disappointed or I'm really sad Um, because we don't always allow ourselves to feel that but it's almost easier to just go that sort of oh life is so unfair and it's just so annoying as opposed to I'm really sad yeah you're so right um because it's almost I don't know why there must be some reason why we feel anger we can say I'm really angry or I'm annoyed or I'm I don't know I don't want to say it but I'm peed off like we we are more we're more accepting of of that language than than I feel really sad or I feel disappointed like I don't know those words I guess they seem a bit more deep and maybe a bit more kind of like exposing whereas anger is a bit more like I just feel a little bit annoyed um and like I guess maybe we're used to moaning um we're used to having something to complain about and maybe we're more used to that language being associated with being annoyed or being peed off or being angry than we are being disappointed um I guess disappointment sounds quite deep, doesn't it? Like, oh, I'm so disappointed. But actually, it's not. Like, we all experience disappointment every day. Like, particularly within the last 18 months, we've had disappointment after disappointment. Um, Do you reckon there's been a rise in kind of, like, general anger over the last 18 months because of COVID? 
Possibly. I mean, sometimes I think when we think about what might have made us angry over this last 18 months, some of it could be lost. We've lost so much and we might redirect that loss into an anger because of all the reasons we've just said. It's a bit more acceptable somehow. Sometimes we have to think, am I angry at people or am I angry about something? Um, And sometimes the anger will have been about, well, you know, um, people aren't behaving as they should. And I'm really angry generically at sort of the population as a whole. It might be one person um, or it could be a thing such as COVID-19. You know, I do get really angry about COVID-19. And how do I express that anger when it's this sort of amorphous thing going on of an unseen virus that is impacting the whole world? How do I do that? Um, And so therefore it's, okay. so what's going on? I've lost because of COVID-19 people, jobs, um, security, safety, control. I've lost all those things. And so am I classically kicking the cat in you know I've I'm letting rip at somebody because I'm really angry but actually I'm sad I had no one around at Christmas all my family you know couldn't come because we were in one of the tiers where we had to just totally self-isolate yeah you know I cried and I ranted and I raged um what was going on it was a loss and a disappointment because all the family that I was supposed to be with um couldn't come so you know when it's like how do I bring that back down to what's really going on in me um is it a person that's made me angry is it a thing um and I I guess as well it's it kind of we gather justification as we go along don't we like you mentioned road rage I think and it's like well you know it's justifiable because he's he was an idiot and he did something stupid um our cars somehow become these little bubbles in which we have control and we own the world and we own the roads in our little bubble. And actually, we don't. We're not 100% in control. And, you know, am I redirecting my frustration with I left the house late and I'm going to be late for my appointment and someone's just got in my way and made me 30 seconds even later and, you know, is that really their fault? Is it my fault? Am I just justifying me being late? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I guess my last question would be, um, how can we how can we reflect? What would be a good place for us to kind of reflect on our own way of dealing with anger? Because I found it really interesting as we were discussing how anger can be an, a raw emotion that we just feel, but it can also be a response to something that is another emotion. So like we've, you know, you can, for example, like we just said, how, um, you know, disappointment is, is an emotion in itself, but disappointment is also a, is also a thing that can happen to us. Whereas, and anger is the same. Anger is an emotion, but it's also a thing that can happen to us. Um, And I guess we can also, like I've had moments where I've got angry on behalf of other people because they've told me about a situation and I've just found it infuriating that that person has had to go through that 
and how can we how can we reflect on our own way of dealing with it but also just more broadly I guess as as a topic I think one really important thing to begin with is that um, it's not always negative and it's actually how we deal with it that can be either positive or negative. Um, so anger can actually really energise us to put some wrongs right. Mm. Um, if there's blatant injustice or unfairness going on, it can really rise up within us to say, right, I'm going to start a petition or I'm going to go work for an organisation that is seeking to, to put right those wrongs. So it can energise us in a positive way. It can also energise us to do something about the emotions and feelings that we haven't ever acknowledged before or allowed ourselves to. It can also protect us. You know, if, if as a parent, I see my kid doing something that is actually blatantly dangerous and reckless, um, you know, I, anger might be my emotion. That's because I want to protect them. And if they're doing something stupid or bad or that I know could be harmful, it's a bit like when a kid gets lost, isn't it? And, and the immediate reaction is, I'm so cross, where were you? And actually it's because of that protection that I wanted to show. Um, so it's not, should we be angry, but how do we be angry well, if you like? Um, and so um, a lot of people would go the four A's route, which is the whole sort of arousal, appraise, um, approve and act, which mm -hmm. boils down to, so what has, what has made me angry? Let's look at and really try and understand, is it injustice and what do I do about it? Um, if there are Christians listening to this um, podcast, then we often think, well, Jesus never got angry except when he turned the tables over. It's the classic one. But actually, we were reading this lovely book called Gentle and Lowly recently. And the author there talks about the compassion of Jesus as a really driving emotion for him. But actually, we then see how could you have such compassion and not get angry, as you said, Jess, at the things that we see are wrong. So if it is that compassion that is driving that anger to make us either protect or to right wrongs, then let's say what has aroused, that's that first day, what's aroused that anger? And if it's compassion, then what are we going to do about it? And how do we right that wrong if we can? Um, then it's like the appraisal is, how do I react? What do I do about this? Is it count to 10? Is it go for a walk? Is it examine, well, am I really sad rather than angry? Um, then we go through that approval stage of, yeah, it's justified or mm, is it justified? You know, is it is it me seeing, have I lost perspective on something and need to regain that perspective? And then act is that fourth A and do I let it out? Do I go and set up that, that petition um, or do I maybe sometimes just talk it out with somebody? Um, do I let it out in a healthy way by going for a, you know, really quick walk somewhere and letting off steam that way um, and act? How do I act it out? And it's how we deal with that and how we act that out um, that doesn't cause hurt or harm to somebody else, but equally doesn't cause 
hurt or harm to us because we're denying it and shoving it down. Wow, that's brilliant. Thanks, Lynette. Um, Really appreciate your insight into that. Um, It's so useful. Um, I think I'd just close with, I guess, if you're feeling any kind of like pain or disappointment or anger, like just either take some time by yourself to just reflect upon that and ask yourself, I love that thing, like, is this caused by a person or is this caused by a thing or like an event? Or I think that's so useful. Um, And yeah, either take time by yourself or just speak to somebody because I just think a problem shared is a problem halved, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Finding, even if it's just that one person um, that you can be real with, is you know is half of the battle actually because we tend to turn in on ourselves so much and either beat ourselves up because we're angry or Mm. deny it um and actually it's also letting letting each other off the hook and letting each other know that we all get angry and it's okay and we're not going to look down our noses at someone if they get angry um it's wanting us all to be able to acknowledge it and handle it in a healthy way so it can come out in unhealthy ways um, so talking to somebody um is vital Jess you're absolutely right thank you so much Lynette um it's been great to chat to you today um I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Kintsugi Hope podcast um stay tuned um for more episodes coming up next month <laughs>